Good morning, fellow explorers. Welcome to the Positivity Pop-Up. Today is Sunday, May 14th. We are so glad to have you with us. Um, it is currently 7.30 a.m. This show is being broadcast live on our Podbean channel. I'm just going to turn my mic up a little bit. <laughs> Welcome to the show this morning. So I had a last minute thought that I really, I really need to get some sound effects going in this weekly positivity pop-up. You know, I need somebody to like laugh at my jokes, right? So I need like a laugh track and maybe some intro music, some outro music, something like that. And I, you know, the week got away from me and then <laughs> tried to play around with it this morning and um, I can't even see like the windows. So if anybody uses Podbean Live and has some advice for me, that would be great. I mean, like I can't even see. I can see the audio effects window, but I expand it and it doesn't actually expand. So anyway, good morning, Siren Sarah. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Sunday morning. Good morning. How are you? I am swell. It is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day, Sarah. Happy Mother's Day to you too, my friend. Thank you. And happy Mother's Day to anyone out there who finds himself in the position of being a mom, whether it's a human mom or mom to fur babies, babies with gills. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> well, that's a new twist, babies with gills. Yeah, I mean, there are some fish moms, I guess. I don't know. Or mer, mer, mer moms. So today is also National Buttermilk Biscuit Day because it can't just be one thing, obviously. If, it, if we've learned anything on the positivity pop-up, it's that Sunday or any day of the, of the year cannot be just one thing. But it's also National Decency Day. And National Decency Day was created in 2017 by a graphic designer in New York. Her name is Lisa. I'm really sorry about what I'm about to do to your last name. Chonolki. It's a day designated to reminding people that basic human decency will better society as a whole. And Lisa says, if we can all be civil with one another, we are setting the right example. So there are... I will um, post a link in the description here that will give you um, some ideas on ways to celebrate National Decency Day. But this, when this whole thing started, so Lisa, she's a graphic designer. She would she created um, buttons and she would like hand them out to people and. I think it's taken off. You can actually order decency buttons and. Um, I don't know. They say distribute them to friends, family. Maybe that'll be a siren soapbox challenge for next year. Spread decency buttons and <laughs> raise awareness for National Decency Day. Um, oh, another idea is teach people how to have a civil argument. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I feel like that is so important. If you can't have a disagreement and a normal conversation with somebody without it escal escalating into some crazy argument, that's really difficult. It's really difficult to communicate if you can't make that happen, in my humble opinion. I think that that's, um, 
definitely more of an issue these days because people don't actually have to have their discussions face to face anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a lot easier to. Not yeah. Someone. Yeah. Exactly. You you can't even humanize each other if you're just doing it through a screen. So, and then the third idea is um, make and distribute decency accessories. Get artistic and create decency accessories of your own. I could picture like maybe some sweatbands, like headbands. That might be fun. All right. Let's jump into it. Our first story is about a young man named Christian Bowers. He is 24 years old and he has Down syndrome. He graduated from high school about five years ago. And when he was in high school, he had lots and lots of friends. But since high school, it's been pretty difficult to maintain um, his friendships. So for the last five years, he's been more recently, I guess, he's been pretty depressed about where his friends are. Why doesn't he have any his friends? And um, his mom, Donna Herter, she was just heartbroken hearing this poor guy. You know, everybody needs friends. Friendships are so important. Um, so she just put a post, a post out on Facebook. She was offering to um, pay someone to come and sit with him. She was looking for a young man between the ages of, I think it was like 20 and 28 to come hang out with her kid for an hour or so a week. And she'd pay him 80 bucks. And um, this was at like four o'clock in the morning. She's a, a nurse at a hospital she works overnights. So about four o'clock in the morning, she headed home after this. She woke up to like over 5,000 comments on her post. And it was completely overwhelming for her. Can you imagine that, Sarah? That's awesome. I know. So, um, according to the National Down Syndrome Society, or NDSS, adults with Down Syndrome often face barriers to making and keeping friends. For instance, they may not drive, so they may not be able to, to visit their friends. Um, so many people reached out with, it, it wasn't just people offering to help, but also moms of other disabled children who were also seeking advice. It's, it's appears to be a common problem. Um, Donna though, ended up being able to interview and hire seven different men. So they come in like one day a week, a dude will come in and like play video games with her son or they'll watch a movie together or they'll go to a park or whatever. And they do this on a rotating basis. So once every seven weeks, some guy will come hang out with, with a Christian. But Christian's also been invited to hang out like at a firehouse and people from all over the place have sent him gifts. He's been, it has completely changed his life. He's been so excited to have so many new friends. And he, that's like what he tells his mom about at the end of the day. He's so happy for all of his friends. Um, NDSS, the National Down Syndrome Society, they say it's vitally important for adults with Down syndrome to plan for how they will socialize once they leave school and clubs, volunteering, or further education are all good options. And they also add that there are many organizations that help with Down syndrome to, f to help people with Down syndrome rather find opportunities to be social and to get to work. So um, I'll be posting a link to this article in the uh, comments and you can get some more information there.
My computer sounds like it's an airplane getting ready to take off, doesn't it? Yours? No. Um, you might hear the uh, dryer in the background at my house. Oh, good. Oof. <laughs> so it's I, I was like, I was like, man, I'm going to be recording like professional voiceover work in here. What if it always sounds like that? <laughs> I've eaten all the fur babies in the house, so uh, there's a lot of background noise. So the noise that might, you might hear go off and on, it's every time I... Okay, I love it. <laughs> all right, our next story comes out of St. Petersburg, Florida, where Helen Kahan... I, these last names this week. I am so sorry. Helen, if you happen to hear this show, I am so sorry. Um, Helen Kahan celebrates her 100th birthday by throwing out the first pitch at a Tampa Bay Rays game. So Helen was there with her family, her grandkids and her kids were all there supporting her and the stadium. There were like 25,000 people there. Um, she got to throw out the first pitch. She's not only turning 100 years old, but she's also a Holocaust survivor. So this woman has a lot of story to, stories to tell, I'm sure. This is what she said about her experience. It was wonderful and exciting. Kahan told Fox News Digital on the May 5 first in series baseball game held at Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. I loved seeing so many people cheering for us. Go Tampa Bay. Win, win, win. Thank you for honoring me. Thank you for honoring the Florida Holocaust Museum. I waited 100 years to do this. And then she added, I never could have imagined celebrating a birthday like this, let alone my 100th. I'm so grateful that I'm here to tell my story and help the world remember why kindness and empathy are so important for us all. So happy birthday, Helen. That's really sweet. I like that. Yeah. I hope I get, I hope I'm physically capable of throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game when I turn 100 years old. There's a picture of her in this article. She looks amazing. Good for you, Helen. All right. You may have heard about this kid. His name is Dennis Barnes. Um, he's known as Malik. He is a high school senior who was awarded more than $10 million in scholarships. He was accepted at more than the 150 colleges. I think he applied to 188 colleges and more than 150 of them accepted him. Not only that, but he- um, Choose where you wanna go. I know. So he maintained a 4.0 GPA, skipped two grades and started his senior year of high school at the age of 16. He's president of his school's chapter of the International or National Honor Society. He's fluent in Spanish. He ran track and played basketball all throughout his high school career. And he's been duly enrolled in the Southern University of New Orleans for the last two years. He has already earned 27 college credits, Sarah. Isn't that awesome? Wow. So this is what he said. Today, I am pleased to announce my final college decision for the fall of 2023. It's an honor and a privilege to be accepted to the Ivy League Cornell University's College of Engineering in Ithaca, New York. So good for you. Congratulations, Malik. That's really exciting. Good for him. He uh, places a very high value on education, as you might imagine. Um, he had some advice 
for all of all of these all of our kids out here. Um, he says, make a goal and stick to it. Make education a priority over everything else. It's very easy to be influenced by other people or peer pressure or even just wanting to have fun all the time. But if you keep it as a priority, then you will definitely be successful whenever you put the, that first and put God first. Keep God in the midst of everything you're doing, and I can say that you'll see results in some way. So there you go. Congratulations, Malik. That's pretty awesome. And then my last story, Sara, mm -hmm. is about a meteorite that crashed into a New, New Jersey home this week. <laughs> I know this isn't sound exactly positive, but nobody got hurt. And the home just had a small repairable hole in the roof, actually. So this, there were scientists with the College of New Jersey that determined the object. It was about six inches by four inches and weighs just over two pounds. It's a rare stony chondrite meteorite. And um, they, so they got to like examine it. They, they got a hazmat team in here to like retrieve the object. So the homeowner, Susie Cop, she thought that someone threw a rock through their window, but then when she got closer to it, like it was hot and a, there was the obvious hole in the, in the in the roof and ceiling where this thing came through. Um, so people came in in hazmat suits to retrieve it, and these scientists got to inspect it. They, one of them said that getting the chance to examine the meteorite was a rare and thrilling opportunity for me, as well as for a group of physics students and professors at TCNJ. So that was Nathan Maggie. Um, he's chair of the school's physics department. And then he said, we are excited to be able to confirm that the object is a true chondrite meteorite in excellent condition and one of a very small number of similar witnessed chondrite falls known to science. So there you go. Very cool experience. That's very cool. My first thought is, darn, don't they get to keep it then? I, I, I mean, it was in their home. Maybe they do get to keep it. I don't know. I Maybe it's worth some money. Maybe they get to sell it. That would be fun. <laughs> if you don't care about the meteorite. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we would. I, I have a feeling that if a meteorite came crashing through our home, it would be really hard to convince Mark to get rid of it. Yeah. And the other thought that I had was, we're quite sure it didn't just come from an airplane. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, Humble Dog is listening to us. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day to you as well. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. All right. So, Sarah, that was my last story of the week, but you know, you know what I have for you. Um, I hope it's jokes. Girl, you know it is. <laughs> All right. So I found some silly jokes for outer space, for out for space nerds, actually. All right, here we go. Where do astronauts keep their astronaut food snacks? Uh, I don't know, sorry, Mark. Where do astronauts keep their astronaut snacks? In their launch box. Oh, <laughs> oh I mean, wow, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> What was the first animal in space? Um, besides the monkey, I don't know. The cow that jumped over the moon. Oh, 
<laughs> All right. What did the alien say to the cat? Take me to your litter. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I roll. Exactly right. Um, and one, one last one. Why did Mickey Mouse go to outer space? Why did Mickey Mouse go to outer space? Um, I don't know. Something about Minnie, but I don't know. Oh, you were close. He was looking for Pluto. <laughs> Duh. I know. I was like, she's got to know this one. <laughs> All right. And then last, but certainly not least, I do have some trivia for you for outer space. Um, well, okay. I have some trivia and some facts. The first fact for you is that space is completely science, silent. Oh my gosh. I can't speak this morning. There is no atmosphere in space, which means that sound has no medium or way to travel to be heard. How about that? But that wasn't that uh, in the movie Alien. They, they said no one can hear you scream, right? Oh, you know, <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Thanks for the reminder, though. I might have to watch it. There's also a Bob's Burgers episode about that. Do you know what the hottest planet in our solar system is? Um... No. Tell me. All right. The hottest planet in our solar system is Venus. It has an average surface temperature of around 450 degrees. And, and it's not the closest planet to the sun. Huh. So Mercury is. But Mercury is uh, not the hottest planet because it has no atmosphere which regulates the temperature as we know our atmosphere is leaving us and we're getting hotter <laughs> um but that because it has no atmosphere it results in pretty big fluctuations sara what is the cost of a full nasa spacesuit uh 250 man you are not even in the ballpark Twelve million dollars for one spacesuit. For one spacesuit. Oh wait, this was in nineteen seventy-four. So if these were priced by today's pricing, they would have cost an estimated one hundred fifty million dollars. What? Yeah, it has to be less expensive to make them now. They must be better at it by now, no? I would, I would hope so, but the, because the technology's gotten better. I mean, a VCR used to, you used to have to like make a payment plan on a VCR and I'm pretty sure you can get one now for like 12 bucks. So it's got, it's got to be better, right? I think so. All right. How many earths could fit inside the sun? So if you were going to uh, clone our planet, how many of those clones could you fit inside the sun? Um, I have no idea. I'll embarrass myself if I try to yeah, me too. That's why I quit answering. That's why I, that's why I started asking the trivia questions instead of answering them. Um, approximately 1.3 million Earths could fit inside of the sun. Wow. If well, that's if they were smashed. If they maintain their spherical shape, then only 960,000. Oh. 
All right. I'm just trying to picture smashed earth. Okay. Why they would have calculated it based on smashing the earth. I know. That's so bizarre, isn't it? Maybe they plan on sending us into the sun via way of a black hole. <laughs> so what color is the sunset as seen from Mars, Sarah? Blue. I have no idea. You are right. You're absolutely right. I mean, nice job. Of course. <laughs> yeah, it's sunsets on Mars, according to NASA, would appear bluish to human observers watching from the red planet. Fine dust makes the blue near the sun's part of the sky much more visible, like normal daylight makes the red's planet familiarly familiar rusty, rusty dust color. Oh my gosh. Do you want me to start that sentence over or should we just call it a wash? Well, I think I think I kind of get it, but I think transformation <laughs> makes my answer so obvious to me now. Obvious. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I'll, one last question. What do you think there are more of, trees on Earth or stars in the Milky Way? The Milky Way, by the way, is our solar system, in case you didn't know. The solar sy system where Earth hangs out. I go with the stars in the Milky Way. Um, no, you are wrong. There are three, about three trillion trees on the planet Earth and between 100 to 400 billion stars, approximately, in the galaxy. I, I'm guessing that number continues to increase, though, as we continue to explore. I don't know that for sure, but I would think so. Yeah, we keep planting trees, hopefully. So yeah, and yeah, hopefully we're replacing all the ones that we that we chop down. We've all seen the Lorax. I mean, and maybe Reddit. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all I have for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have an amazing Mother's Day and an amazing week. And we'll be back here next Sunday with some more positivity pop-up for you. But until then, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Bye.